fan. Short for fanatic is the one who's screaming their lungs out in sub-zero degree temperatures, still believing when the chips are down and never, ever giving up on their teams or their players. From the closest seat to the worst one, we want to meet you all. This is the American Fan. What's going on, sports fans? It's your boy, Josh Williams, back again with another episode of the American Fan 365 podcast. Uh, I have to start saying that we're in Las Vegas because a lot of fans are like, hold on, y'all are in Vegas? So I got to start to say that I got to figure out a way to, to blend that into the show. But I am, of course, joined by the front row, Miss Rosine Frangie. Ro, how you feeling today? I'm feeling good. I like being here on a Wednesday, too, and seeing everybody um, again. I mean, you guys are my boys, and I miss you. <laughs> we missed you too. Uh, Going go, go to uh, the the man the man behind the mic in the camera, Mr. George. George, how you doing? I'm doing amazing. My camera angle wasn't perfectly set up. I'm like scrunched over right now, but I'm fired up. I'm I know you're fired up, dude. I, I'm fired up. You're fired up. You even wore. A, I haven't seen a Redskins jersey in months. Uh, it, it's been you're it's like, been, I'm, it's I'm been a few it weeks. Out. It's been a few weeks. I had to take off the sabbatical and, and throw a Redskins jersey. He doesn't back even. On. He doesn't. He doesn't even say Commanders. We were at actually. Um, we were at the Pro Bowl practice last yes, year. Yes. Not this past season, but the season before last. We were in the stands, and he's like, "I'm like, just try it out. Just say he go. He goes like, all right, I'm gonna try it. He goes, go Commanders. No, it didn't take. <laughs> it didn't take. Uh, but we we have a uh, a special guest for at least for our NFL segment. Uh, George, why don't you introduce uh, who the guest is? So, starting at left tackle for the San Jose State Spartans. Didn't miss a snap last year at offense. Oh, Fernando Carmona. Woo! Thank you guys so much for having me on, man. Thank you that, for coming on. That intro right there, George, got me juiced. And then the intro before that, the show intro, got me juiced. So oh, I'm happy nice. to be on here, man. This is awesome. Let's, let's talk some football. First of all, the fact that both of these have that the beards and the chains, you don't even understand. I wait for Georgie's beard and chain game every every Monday. <laughs> she, yeah. He's like he's like Wink Martindale. He's like the the, 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 the DC for the Giants. I love it because he has his Cubans on and his his <laughs> His his beard. Rose like in a, love with me. We'll, we'll just, we'll be I am. Rose in love with me. And his beard's like a topiary. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. But but left tackle and uh, you know before we hop into NFL, let's talk about your journey a little bit. You know, um, you were a redshirt freshman. I did not really. So you you played every snap. Yeah. So <clears throat> the journey is actually a lot crazier. I don't know if George has told you, but uh, didn't start playing football until junior year of high school. Was a tight end and. Uh, Played tight end for seven games. Senior year comes around, COVID hits. Don't play a season at all. Somehow get an offer to San Jose State. Oh switch over God. to offensive line. And uh, in the second year, I become the starting left tackle. That's dope. No, yeah. that's, a, that's a journey, bro. No, we did not get that whole story. <laughs> You're that's so really much cool. cooler than George. That's why he's been hiding here. He, he, he kept that quiet. He kept yeah. that real under wraps. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it was, it was an interesting one, but I'm blessed. I'm blessed to be where I'm at and blessed to be here on this show. So, thank so you. it's football your sport? Uh, at first it wasn't. It was basketball. I was a big basketball guy, but uh, when you can't really shoot the ball that well, can't jump that high. What's your favorite? <laughs> what, what, I mean, man, what's, I was your favorite what's your favorite sport to watch? Like what's your thing? I can't really watch football. But I, I like college football. Football's hard to watch because I'm just in it so much. Yeah. I love to watch basketball. Basketball is awesome. But in person, I love to watch baseball. Baseball is really fun to watch. I See, I agree. I agree yeah, with that. Yeah, I love yeah. watching baseball games because it's a whole, well, not anymore. Now, everybody's <laughs> watching with the fucking pitch clock. And we're all getting anxiety. Our upper lip sweating. We're like otters. <laughs> but, yeah, I love going to a baseball game. No, it's, a, it's a whole day event when it you go. It is. You just start drinking. You're there for three hours. You're eating fun. peanuts like a fat bath. Yeah. all day. <laughs> I cannot have another peanut. Um, but uh, but left tackle. So so you started at tight end. So you have a lot of athleticism that a lot of left tackles may or may not even begin to possess. Hundred percent. So I think that's why they actually brought me in was for the athleticism that was separated me from all the other high school kids, and uh, um, that's what he saw in me. He also saw a lot of my recruiting came from my basketball tape, actually. Okay. They saw my basketball clips. They saw the way that I moved because I didn't have much on football. Yeah. And so they kind of dove into that, and uh, 
that's how they found me. Well, I, really I mean, cool. I don't want to like, you know, take any shine away from you, but you know, I asked Georgie to recreate Odell Beckham Jr.'s one-handed catch against Dallas, and he did so probably better than Odell did. So I mean, <laughs> I, I don't, you know, you may think you're the you're the football guy in the family and all that, but really, it's Georgie. Amber Amber would disagree with you because she almost died in said video that George tried to recreate. I, I that was that was really my did focal you, in, in that whole situation. That? I did see that video. It was impressive. Pretty, it was pretty impressive. I think Thank I could you. do better, but. You know, I mean, it was, it was solid. It was solid, dude. I, I just, I've been preaching. Like, when are we gonna get a tight end pass? Like, he either is, he isn't convincing his offensive coordinator hard enough, or you just aren't that good. Like, what's the, what's going on here? I've been in his ear. I've been in his ear this actually this past month, and uh, I think we're gonna be implemented this year, this season. We're hoping. Yeah. Rocket smartass is the call. So if you, if you hear Rock, that call, rocket smart. Rocket smartass. Don't tell people that. to call. Yeah, <laughs> this this actually could get big. We don't want to give out the secrets. I love it. That's the script. Funny. Yeah, can't give out, can't give away the script. Yeah. Um. Uh, now, Fernando, uh, when we were sitting outside talking, um, you know, I wanted to also talk to you about being a left tackle because Roe is a Giants fan. I'm a Redskins fan. The reason that your your position is paid so well now is because our two teams collided and Lawrence Taylor. Uh, broke Joe Theismann's leg. I watched it happen in 1986. I was watching, Mon it was Monday Night Football. I was watching it with my dad. And literally, we were watching it, and it was a hit. And it was just pandemonium on the field. I told you my dad was at that game, right? I know. You told me your yeah, dad. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. A, that's a really, yeah, I he was, he was at he was at he was at that game. <laughs> Talk about like universe, universes colliding, right? Seriously. But I watched that happen, and to this day, I like so we talk a lot about uh, old football versus new football, and how the games change so much that it's difficult. If we're gonna talk apples to apples about who do you think like the best defensive player of all time is, like I. I'll, I get Aaron Donald a lot now, and I hear a lot of people say Micah Parsons when he's on. I mean, he's, he you know. But I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. But did you watch real defensive players who literally took Lawrence Taylor would take two guys down at once, do Coke and drink Hennessy at, at halftime, and come back and do even better? <laughs> that was just the warm up. How, how, do you, how do you feel, um, you know, as a player, just in terms of the importance of your position and like, why is that left tackle position so important to the offensive line? It definitely is important, but I think it all comes down to the five men that are communicating together because it's a huge communication chain that you a lot of people don't know is on that offensive line. It goes left to right. And uh, if there's not any communication, it's all falls to crumbles. So I think that's the biggest thing. The left tackle is obviously the blind side and you had to be the most sturdy there. But it definitely comes down to all five of those guys working together in unison. If not, then that left tackle spot doesn't mean shit. Fernando, who's your favorite defensive player of all time? <sighs> that's hard, but I, I'm kind of with the new age. I think Aaron Donald, he's mm. just a beast. You know, Yeah, he is. He's just a monster. He's and a game changer. Yeah, and you watch him and he just throws these I mean, they're men, but he treats them like kids. <laughs> let's, let's keep it like children. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and so I think it's very fun to watch him because it's, it's a man amongst children. That's interesting. So, so you're a Broncos fan. You're, that's your team? No, no. This is actually just a cool shirt. I really liked it. I'm a Raiders fan. Oh, oh. Which I know it's surprising. I'm oh, no. I know. It's really bad. I wouldn't even consider myself a Raiders well, fan. Well, you know what? You know what? We will not besmirch the Raiders for a minute because Jimmy G. <laughs> I'm a huge Jimmy G fan. Not not because of his um, football, uh, football acumen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, his acumen is good. It's just his execution is he's good and terrible is what we say. Um, but how do you feel about Jimmy G being the QB? I mean, we're just, there wasn't much improvement made. I mean, Derek Carr was probably right here. Jimmy G is maybe right here, if not the same. So it, it was very disappointing with uh, with a year with a lot of free agents. You got Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson. I mean, yeah. those we'll be talking about. We'll be talking about, yeah. <laughs> if we, can, we couldn't get those, we had to rely on Jimmy G, which, I mean, it is what it is, but, you know, you hope to get the Aaron or the Lamar. The yeah, but, changer. you know, let's let's remember, it was uh, Jimmy G-led 49ers that, that beat Aaron Rodgers three times in the, in the conference game, right? Yeah. So he is what he is. He's a passer. He's not an elite quarterback. 
I think that when it comes down to chemistry, when you have an offensive line that includes Debo Samuels uh, and Christian McCaffrey, uh, it, it you've got to be pretty bad not to do well. I mean, if Brock Purdy can take them to the to, to the, literally to right. the to the steps of the football. I mean, to the Super Bowl, like they were right at the Super Bowl until level. until 49ers fans decided to put a Brocky belt on the Rocky statue, and I'm like. Not good. No, Not that's good. that's like you just. I posted that night. I'm like, okay, birds by forty. That's it. <laughs> I mean, it's it's done. But um, yeah, I mean, I, listen. I think Jimmy G is really good for Vegas because he's very Vegas e. I, I mean, before we get off the Raiders, I know we weren't meant to talk about the Raiders today, but um, I I want to see them draft uh, Anthony Richardson if they can move up a few slots. No. If he falls, no. The only reason I say that because the Jimmy G contract is set up. For them to perfectly draft a quarterback in the first round, let him chill, and then bring him on year two or year three. Can I can I counter that? Sure, sure. You know who I think needs to draft him and do everything they can to do Richardson? it. Richardson. Yes. Okay. Anthony Rich Anthony Richardson is the Indiana the Indianapolis Colts, and I'll tell you why. They've had four quarterbacks that have been leftover quarterbacks that, that that's never been theirs to grow and to foster. I think they should. That's like when they talk about Lamar going to Indy. I'm like, no, let them draft a quarterback that they grow that they can say is theirs. That that's what I've been saying about my Redskins. But okay, well, how do you feel? I don't. I feel like the Raiders should wait one more year. I think we have the quarterback of the future mm-hmm. in that next draft. And I think we all know who we're talking about, Caleb Williams. And, yeah. I mean, that he's Patrick Mahomes-esque. Patrick Mahomes-esque. Yeah. And I think he's the next coming in that quarterback, generational quarterback. I think he's the next guy up. Mm. I'm, all, I'm always That's nervous true. with college uh, quarterbacks, always. And it, thousand percent. It, always. it means nothing. I, it, it means, means nothing. Yeah. nothing. And to me, the nail in that hammer was Johnny Manziel, right? Because he was supposed to be the next Tom Brady in everybody's book. And we see how he was. And then we have Baker Mayfield, who was Johnny Manziel 2.0, in my opinion. A sober true, one. True. But, <laughs> a um, sober one. <laughs> no, but really, because it's so different. Even with college coaches, it doesn't always translate. That's right. Well, well, and then, you know, listen, when you look at it, when you're, I'd rather take an elite quarterback from San Jose State yeah. than an elite quarterback from Alabama because the Alabama quarterback has everything. He has a defense. He's got 4-3, 4-2 on the outside. He's got an offensive line. He's got a stud running back. Like, he has everything he needs. All he has to do is just keep it on the rails. You know what I'm saying? Whereas I would much rather take the smaller school guy that That's had to do as much with way less. Yes, yes. Everything, all the way down to our practice facility. I agree. Uh, But jumping into the NFL officially, my team, the Washington... uh, Commanders. Redskins. uh, (laughs) We we officially have two $6 billion bids. How about that? No commanders, baby. Josh Josh Harris... Magic Johnson um, and Steve Appa, Appa uh, I, I'm not even going to try to say his name, from, uh, from Canada, um, both have bid. But uh, I think, Ro, this means the Bezos train is, is, is right on schedule. I'm still waiting for this hammer to drop that you said would drop yesterday. Oh, it's coming. We'll see. It's coming, baby. Jeff Bezos shouldn't wait that long, though. He, he's, he's, look, he's got to let them blow their load. And you know, for me, that's a lot for me to say. So on I, <laughs> Mrs. Williams, I swear this isn't my doing. Your son, this is him altogether. I, I, I didn't prompt him. I hear, so yesterday morning, I texted Josh and the uh, a screenshot of the, of the group that included Magic Johnson that made the $6 billion full bid. And he's like, nah, I don't want them. It's like when you're, and I started laughing. I'm like, what? He's like, no, they're broke. I'm like, they're not broke. It's like when you're <laughs> they mom, broke. It's like when you're like, mom, I want to get a McDonald's. And your mom's like, no, no, I have all the ingredients at home. I'll make it at home. And that's when Josh is like, no, he's not even entertaining anybody but Jeff Bezos. But I understand why. Listen, there's, 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 uh, there's Martha Stewart broke, and there's MC Hammer broke. They might not be MC Hammer broke, but they're Martha Stewart broke, and I don't, I, I don't need that. I hate you. I don't need that in DC. Not up in here. Not today. 
I don't need it. Hey, wow. I would not imagine you being picky at this moment in time. <laughs> oh, like, if you I mean the gall. Josh, Listen. you don't just shut no. your mouth and take no. what you I'll tell you, you what why. You get and you don't throw a fit. No, <laughs> no, no. I did. I, I agree with Josh on this. I, I I'm gonna tell you why. Because look, the reason why is because we just had 23 years of chaos, and having someone else that's like just I or scraping by or uh, what the budget says. Damn the budget is what I <laughs> and say. And also, 23 years. If you if if it's been this long. They're I can like, wait a couple more weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I got some more weeks in me, Jeff Bezos. Please I, do, do I the think, right thing. I okay. think, I I think Jeff it. Bezos has to have a, a, a significant partnership with somebody that's black. With Jeff, uh, Jay-Z. I said that and you said I don't want that. No, 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 Jay-Z, Jay-Z, um, Kevin Durant. And then Matthew McConaughey, they're all a part of his group. Matthew McConaughey Ma isn't black, though. Well, no, no. But Matthew McConaughey is, is a huge Redskins fan. Kevin Durant, huge that Redskins game? fan. You hear that you game? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Matthew McConaughey is a, is a white man. Uh, but I'd still love to have him. Okay. <laughs> he's, invi he's invited to the cookout, though. Josh, I got a question for you. Okay. What is the, like, if you were the owner, okay, let's, let's make Josh the, the owner right now. Okay. Okay. What is the first thing you're doing? Your first day of office? My first day, it's about bringing the fans back. And I said this to Ro. I, th I can't remember. I said it to Ro or I said it to both of you. Um, I'm going 30% off on season tickets, um, you know, in terms of bringing pricing down. Because, like, especially if I'm Jeff Bezos and I have that money, the money doesn't matter. It's about filling the stands again and making people love our team and coming back. I would do three to three for one packages so you could buy – one game's worth of tickets, me, you, Ro, Fernando, um, and you can get three games off of that one that one purchase. So gotcha. if you buy three tickets for four hundred dollars, that covers you for three games. Yeah, but so if you're gonna do that, then if with you, if you have Jeff Bezos resources, I would say you give out twenty to thirty free season tickets to locals. Yeah, I mean, do I mean have fun with it? Yeah, because you need to do something to re-engage and reignite the fan base. So, but no, that's I mean that's that's what I would do. So that's I, the first. I thing. hate to break it to you, but but a couple seasons ago, the Giants when they had a phenomenal four-win season, <laughs> get, for fan appreciation day, decades of fucking misery and tears and loathing. And crying, they decided to do something spectacular for the fans. They gave it. They gave us all medium Pepsi's. Wow. Yeah, that's not gonna work. What, what, do, you, what do you think, Fernando? Fran, how, how do you what, how do you feel like as a ownership? What should you do, especially when things are bad, to bring fans back? It's that, like you said, you have to bring down the prices. I think the Atlanta Falcons actually did something similar to this with their food prices. They brought down their food prices. Great food pricing ton. there. Yeah. Great and so a lot of people were complimenting it, and then next thing you know, it started gaining traction. And I mean, those games were pretty packed. I'm pretty sure. I mean, they got a pretty good turnout. They they have. Uh, I will tell you. Um, I went to a Falcons game last season. They have probably the best fan experience that I've ever experienced. Yeah, I, and this was I, as as a as a opposing fan. I'm coming in there with my Redskins stuff on. And I had an amazing time. I've never been. I want to go. It's it, Mercedes. Well, I mean, all the the stadium already is gorgeous. Yeah. But the fan experience, like it was like a HBCU game. Like they got yeah. a black PA announcer. Really? I can only imagine. I I see Hawks games, like Hawks playoff games. I want to be at one. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel it's the same exact vibe. Would you change the name? Would you change the name? Not not back, but would you change it because the as, as the isn't... new yeah as the new owner. Um. I mean, I'm torn on that. I think, I honestly, you 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 take it to a vote, and you allow every fan to really vote on: Do we change the name? Yes or no? That's the first part. If it's a landslide, yes. Like if it's if it's close, you you, you count your losses and just say y'all deal with it. We gonna win. Like I still don't know who the Guardians are. <laughs> <laughs> We're still trying to find I'm them like, on the map. Like I'll, I'll be I'll be doing something, listening to ESPN. I'm like, who the fuck are the Guardians? <laughs> I still don't know. You hate the Indians' new name. Um, I mean, it's look, it sucks. The Commanders, I don't like the name, but 
you know, if we win and they really, really like dive in and give us something with it, I can deal with it, I guess. I just, they'll be my Redskins until <laughs> until we don't have to have to have the Redskins. Yeah, and the Redskins more. carry a legacy though. Like I think of great NFC East football when that division was the most feared division in football. They played such a big, all the teams did. All Like we all had our moments. We all, you know ha- I mean? we all had our moments and, and to me, I, I so listen, because I, I am not Native American, so I can't speak on, you know, whether, it doesn't matter if it offends me or if it doesn't offend me. That's right. But um, I will tell you what that name does carry though, is a huge legacy that comes with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Switching over uh, to Lamar Watch, Lamar Jackson. This is getting ridiculous uh, with all the back and forth between him and the Ravens, and 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 it feels like colluding around the league. You know, I know we use that word sometimes, um, but w- let's take a look at which teams we actually think he could go to and why it could be a fit, why it couldn't be a fit. Um, let's start off with the Jets. Do you think that it makes sense for him to, you know, for the Jets? You know, they're going with Aaron Rodgers. Um, or supposedly going for Aaron Until Rodgers. Until it's done, it's not done. Yeah. Do, does it make sense for him to go there? Yeah, I don't I don't think so. I don't see him in New York. Uh, like you said, they're going to get Aaron. I think they kind of built around trying to get Aaron, and it still hasn't been done. Yeah. So it's kind of bringing in somebody as like almost like as a secondary option. It just doesn't feel right. Mm. I think Aaron is that guy for New York, and uh, they need to stick with that. And Lamar going there, it just doesn't feel right for me. I don't think it would be a good spot for him. Yeah. What about you, bro? I disagree, and this is why. Uh, I think it is so creepy that we're watching Aaron Rodgers become Brett Favre. And the way that I see it, there's such different personalities. Lamar Jackson, he wanted to stay in Baltimore. He just wanted to be appreciated. And the way that for him, I think I've shown you enough a pre and he hasn't had like a really good running back for a couple of years. There's so many holes that they needed to fill, right? Where I think going to the Jets, not only would the New York market be so grateful for him, mm. they have an offensive line to really work. And Robert Sala would go bonkers with him. The three top teams for me, for Lamar to go to, I mean, I'll get into when we go through them, but the Jets is one of them. What, what about you, George? I just, I, I mean, Let's not let's not forget that's a defensive coach. Yeah. And I don't think Lamar at this moment in time is looking to waste his time on a head coach that's more worried about Sauce Gardner than he is Lamar Jackson. Yeah, but look what he did with Zach Wilson. Like little Zachary. I mean, if you what, can look what he did to him, he tormented the little kid. Like, yeah, I mean, well, he made him play. Terrified. He made him play well. What Zach did was by his own hand. He lost mm-hmm. the locker room by his own hand. Yeah, but a good coach nurtures that guy. You know what I mean? Sure. Like I think that's, that's I, here's true. the thing. Here's the thing. Like Mac Jones got face planted into the ground on that last play of the Raiders game. You I mean that's a lot to take on a young quarterback, but then you see like he's still starting the next week. There's still some hope. Like there, we're gonna build around Mac. Mac's our guy. That's what Billichek brings. That I feel like in New York uh, with Lamar, I just don't think it would be there. I think Robert Sala is a tough guy. Like well, well, to your he's a no nonsense type of dude. To your point, you know, the market is already gonna tear him down enough. Right. So for the market to already be, you know, your, that's your market too with with Daniel Jones. You have to be the, you know, the you have to put some kind of a cloaking device around your quarterback because if I'm tearing you down and the market's tearing you down and then there's whispers in the locker room, it it becomes what happened to Zach Wilson <laughs> where it's like, yeah, so we're done with him. Like, I don't it's understand not why even like the clamor for Aaron Rodgers. I, the, it's it's wild to me. I mean, yeah. he hasn't really done dick in eleven years. He's he, he, and I listen. All my friends that are Jets fans will only say this in private when we have conversations. They'll say, you know what? This kid's a fucking headache already. I'm like, oh, oh, just you wait. Oh, just you wait and see. This is nothing because the, the the juice is not worth a squeeze with him. I think you 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 go, I listen to me, if I was Woody Johnson and I'm going to pay one of the two, I give Lamar whatever guarantee that he was asking for. Yeah. And I tell Aaron Rodgers to go take a walk. Mm. What, uh, next up, we got the Bucks. What do you guys think about him going to the Bucks? And I, I will tell you, um, I didn't think about it in this way, but the Bucks roster is still, I mean, I know that they started to tear it down a little bit just because it was like, well, I guess we're re- re- rebuilding again. But if he goes there, they're, they're only two years removed from a Super Bowl title. Um, there's still a lot there. and He still probably would have more there than he has in Baltimore, right? 
Well, listen, I think uh, this is why I would now say no. I think if Fournette was still with Tampa Bay, mm. because I think about I think about chemistry that you would have with a wide receiver because we talk a lot about the greatness of Randy Moss, but what what it, what people don't understand, well, actually football enthusiasts do, is he makes any quarterback that he's ever played with look like Superman. And I think that if you still had Leonard Fournette, they would have that. that. one-two punch that's very dangerous. A very especially with a power running game like that's a that's legitimate it. power running game and him yeah. being mobile with Lamar being so mobile you can confuse the fuck out of the totally uh, like team. That's, yeah that's cool. I, I personally think like if Leonard Fournette was still there then yes now no that's interesting what about what about I can't agree anymore with her you need that running game to kind of get that offense going without a running game Lamar's only so much you know you could throw the ball you could run around so much but establishing that running game with Leonard Fournette would be huge and even running that I can only imagine them running maybe like a read option. Let mm. Leonard go right down. Yeah, yeah. If they want to crash on that, boom, he's <laughs> yeah. gone. Yeah, and so, I'm out. I'm out the back door yeah. if, if so, you're not. Yeah, that's but, true. And here's the thing with Leonard Fournette, he would either he has no problem making explosive plays, like vertical explosive plays, or running routes. So having Lamar Jackson with 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 Fournette would have been in my mind. Oh my God! Spectacular. That's interesting. I, I didn't think about it today, uh, George. What, uh, what what do you got on that one? So I had to I had to give it a quick goog because I knew he went to school in Florida. I just wanted to see how like that Tampa. I always like that hometown uh, storyline, especially when a, a superstar is made. Yeah, that's part of the reason why. Like deep down inside, I was just like, man, I wish the 49ers would have got Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, California boy takes that California team to the next level. I hate it. I'm, in a, I'm a Saints fan, right? So if Lamar comes <laughs> to my division. Yeah. But here's the thing. I thought it was going to be coming from the Falcons. I don't know if that's another team that we're going to list. We are. We are. But, you know what I mean? There was things said that we'll get to. If, as far as Tampa goes, it <laughs> it has all the, the makings minus a competent coach. I think Todd Bowles last year. Mm. And I mean – I, like I hate to I hate to be like this tough on him, but I'm like, bro, you just look like you have no control. And I know Brady's who he is, but there was multiple times where I'm like, you're gonna let your fucking quarterback act like this on the field. Like I don't care how good you are, you know what I mean? Mm. And he's just he kind of just like, it didn't happen. Whatever. It didn't happen whatever. under whatever. Bruce Arians. Hey didn't Brian, happen. Brian Leftwich, go deal. That's hey, it. And it didn't. It didn't happen under Bruce. Okay. So that coaching aspect is so big because under the you you didn't hear a peep from Tom under Belichick 100%. because he had he has a way. Remember when he benched Malcolm Butler for being late to practice? Yeah. Belichick will, will put his dick on your forehead because you stepped <laughs> out of line, and he doesn't give a fuck because he's going to make an example out of you. Fernando. Uh, just to make the introduction, this is Ro. <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> uh, but uh, next up, so um, uh, what about the Panthers? The Panthers, you know, they've they've been quietly, you know, they've they've added some receivers. You know, they lost DJ Moore, but now they got Adam Thielen, and then they um they who else did they just bring in a receiver? They just brought in another younger receiver too. Um, you know, they got Andy Dalton, so it's not like anyone's in the way. It does make sense because he would cost the Panthers two essentially two first round picks. So and that would be the number one pick this year. That's right. Mm -hmm. And so why do that? It doesn't make sense for me to like right now since you have so many new pieces with the Panthers. See what works. See what doesn't before you make that type of commitment. Thousand percent. No, no, no. That's fair. What do, what do you think, Fernando? I think the same thing. Build with that new guy that you guys that new young foundation. Build that up because Lamar's ready to win now. He's not waiting around with these Panthers trying to build their team, you know? Right, and he's not waiting. Like, they've got to figure out, they've got to work out their kinks. And Lamar's like, because if you put Lamar um, hype, like in a perfect situation this past season, 49ers, they would have won the Super Bowl. Easily. Easily. <laughs> yeah. Right? Not, not even a question. Not even a question. But uh, listen, it is all about, who, Daniel Jones, had no. he has nobody to throw to. Right, and if you if you have the right, that's all it is. And Lamar, right now the Panthers shouldn't, they shouldn't do it. They should. I mean, it, it, no, you're you're you're. They they have too many holes. You guys are both right. You know, uh, I mean, does it make sense from a monetary standpoint? They have plenty of cap space, like all that good stuff. Sure, they could absorb him, but 
then you're basically bringing a great piece to a trash team, which is not like the Bucks or some of these other teams. Uh, George, what do you think about the Panthers? Keep him out of my division. <laughs> That's my answer to every yeah. say. If you go to the Falcons, keep him out of my division. Arthur Smith, keep talking. What or it wasn't even Arthur Smith. I think it was. Uh, no, it was. Uh, Arthur, yeah, but just, yeah. but just Arthur, take it out uh, of it. Just take, blank. The same, but take same the division this. conversation out of it. Just uh, talk about like why it would or wouldn't make sense. It wouldn't work because I don't like it. Oh, okay. Fair that's, enough. That's this fair. is the American fan, and that's my American fan. I no, I concur. <laughs> I I agree. That's why I love your show. Stamp it, <laughs> stamp it. He could be Fine. he could be a fan, and that, right. that is my analysis. I, my I don't like son, it I don't whatever like my it. my son did something. I, he he forged something like when oh, he was yeah. like five or six, and he knew he fucked up, and we were in the car, and he knew like he I'm, I'm like I'm like this. I'm like Mikey. Let me just ask you something. Why did you do that? He goes. I did it because I did it. Like, bitch, I know I did it. You know I did it. And that was George's, I did it because I did it. Okay? A thousand percent. Facts. A thousand I mean, percent. I, uh, analytically, <laughs> Frank Reich is not a good quarterback's coach. <laughs> and he doesn't know how to develop quarterbacks. There you go. There you go. Boom. Done. There. Perfect. Stamp it. Uh, going to switching gears, we can keep it in the AFC this time. Uh, the Dolphins. If he went to the Dolphins with that amount of speed, the amount of speed that they could put on the field at one time would be absolutely electric. <laughs> electric. Um, George, I'll start with you. What do you think about him going to the Dolphins? So going to the Dolphins, I kind of <laughs> I love it because it's got all the flashy toys, and part of me wants to see Tua get benched, just like how he benched Jalen Hurts. <laughs> you know what I mean? Part of me wants to see like, oh, you're not, yeah, I guess you're not the guy. You know what I mean? Um, because he, he's a, he's an average quarterback. Tua, Tua, Tua is right. I think he. Uh, well, well, well. His... He was the highest rated passer in 2022. So are we talking about pre-concussion Tua? Are we, no, are we talking about the eight games he played. Like shoot, I'm. Can we play, I'll, I'll, if he played a season, I would bring Mary. I'll, I'll tell you this: the game that I went to, the home, the, well, the season opener. Um, he missed Jalen Waddle butt naked at least eight times. Like, I mean, blew the top <laughs> off the defense. He did. And I'm just like, everyone's like, Jalen, Jalen, God dang it, he threw it underneath again. Like, like, like literally. So, I mean, he had some great games this year, but then he had some games now post-concussion syndrome uh, notwithstanding where he did look a little shaky. Lamar would be the reason the Dolphins – would actually go to the Super Bowl. You have Tyreek Hill, you have Jalen Waddle, and you know what? You have a young coach with with, with Mike McDaniels who just wants to vape and talk about YouTube. And I Love think it. and and his like but he has a camaraderie with the players that Belichick has lost. Thousand percent. Thousand percent. What what do you think what do you think, young She Bella? hit it right on the nose. I mean these coaches need to relate with these players. Oh. And I think he's doing just that. And bringing in Lamar, it's it's Super Bowl bound easily. With Tyreek Hill, forget. Come on. That, no, that amount of speed. I mean, Jalen Wilder, he got two, four, two people. And then we don't know what <laughs> Lamar Wilson, really runs. Jeff Wilson was like low key the acquisition of the season last year. Like he he went from, I think he was playing for the Niners. Mm. Yeah, and then he got like traded halfway through the season. I was like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Fantasy alert. Next year, dude, the dude's going to be a stud. All right. I'll go. I'll, I'll do two more. Uh, Roe already said he should not go to the Colts. Um, Let's talk about the Titans. What could it look like with him and Derrick Henry in the same backfield? That would be, I mean, back to what you were saying with, uh, with regards to Leonard Fournette. Now we're talking about an all-time running back with so, Derrick Henry. So Derrick Henry is aging, and Ryan Tannehill has, has passed his peak. I mean, like, he would be... He would be very uh, important, and he would make a marked difference. But again, there's so many things, there's so many holes in that ship that now that you're going to have to think about plugging. And so what they'd have to give to, to acquire Lamar, it doesn't show foresight for me because you need a solid backup QB. How long is Henry going to be? really considered a threat i mean yeah. don't, don't get me wrong i mean i think he's one of the best to play the game but then you got to look at the you got to look at the defensive one you look at the whole secondary there's a lot of players that are almost done so it just wouldn't make sense for me it, to me it's like use your draft picks wisely don't take them don't just give them away what what do you think fernando 
Uh, you're going to get the offensive line from me. You know, I'm, I'm an offensive lineman, so I love to see the run game thrive. And I think with Lamar and Henry back there, it would only thrive. So I would love to see that happen. But uh, like you said, the defense. It's just kind of, it's not worth it. Lamar is not going to win there. Uh, it's just going to amount to nothing. What, what's it going to matter what your offense can do if, you know, the other team is constantly scoring on you because they can't keep them out of the red zone, right? Yeah, it's just going to be a shootout. And, I mean, you're probably going to win some of those, don't get me wrong, but it's going to come to a certain point where, you know, you lose those shootouts and you can't trust that in playoff football. Well, and with a shitty, well, with an aging secondary, you're going to exhaust your, your O-line. Yeah. You're going to exhaust your quarterback. So if you have a quarterback that's used to making, I don't know, on average 38 to 45 throw passes a game. Now, if you're shooting him up to 50 to 60, he's going to be fucking tired. Yeah, he's going to be <laughs> shot. He's going to be shot. Right? Yeah, thousand no percent. One thousand percent. All right, let's see. I think he should go to the Commanders, though. We would all love that. Oh. I mean, listen, <laughs> as a Giants fan, trust me, that is not a, a problem that is I not need. Ideal. But I take my bias out of it, Georgia, you see. Um, <laughs> I, I think that he would be, you think about the rebuilding, and you want to build up fan loyalty and yeah. momentum. And he is such a shiny attraction to potential players. Yeah. They're going to want to play for Washington because of Lamar and because of the newness. I say absolutely the commanders is where he needs to be. So, okay. And I've said this before. I look, I could go either way. I could I'm I'm pro camp trade, make the move. Um, you know, especially if you can, you know, form form the contract and draft picks and all that stuff a certain way to uh to continue to build the team. Um, but then I also see the other side back to what you were saying with the Colts. We never have our own quarterback. We always have to go, oh, shiny toy over here. Let's go over here. And then they're, you know, they're coming to us with injuries, with, you know, psychological injuries. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I could go either way. I would be I would love to have Lamar. You could definitely get me on board. But at the same time, I'd also love to potentially build um, a cheaper option with Sam Howell and, you know, like have a Brock Purdy that, you know, we don't have to pay. We're paying him dog food and, you know, we can continue to build the team around him. Um, I, I could see either way on it. So Brock Purdy will never be the same. Let's just let's just be real about what it is. Yeah, like everybody, fair. everybody wants to like fair. there are just certain injuries and there's just certain things like Odell Beckham Jr. I think that he probably has a couple good games in him. He'll never be the same Odell Beckham Jr. Brock Purdy will never be the same Brock. Tua, this poor guy is on a fucking ventilator, and Amazon Prime is like, "Go fucking play right now." <laughs> oh my God, uh, Fernando, what you got? What you got on him going to the Commanders? Man, she just freaking stunned me. <laughs> I'm sorry, we're we're used to Roe at this point, so so her her outrageousness. They're desensitized. Yeah, her outrageousness doesn't. How's that uh, outrageous? Stop. Is, oh, is no, it not true? Oh no, you're, you hit it 100 percent spot on the nose. I yeah. love Fernando, <laughs> but that just caught me off guard. I mean, the Commanders could use him 100 percent. Yeah. I mean, right right now the Commanders need anything and everything for them. And uh, I think Lamar, you know, he could bring that light to that team, that, that city, and that team is missing. Because right now it's just very dull and dry there. Yeah. Dull and dry. I'm it sorry. is. It's dull and dry. Dull and dry. Like, I just see like it needs hormone replacement. I hate yeah. you so much. <laughs> well, Fernando, we, we loved having you, bro. Thank you so much for stopping in and, and talking some football with us. Uh, good luck next year. You have you have two new fans yeah. um, of you in San Diego. Uh, San, I keep calling it San Diego State. San Jose Don't worry. State. That's, that's our um, brothers. It's fine. So. <laughs> They're tougher than anything coming out of San Diego. Yeah. Damn right. Yeah. Yeah. Damn right. From the Bay. There it, is. there it is. Well, thank you, bro. <laughs> thank you, guys. We'll see Fernando, you next time. it was a pleasure. Thank, thank you, you so for much. coming on. Pleasure's all mine. Thank all you. I like you way more than Georgie. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. He's already already <laughs> moved up the power rankings in the Carmona household. Oh, uh, we're fighting. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. That was a great time with Fernando Carmona. Uh our our guy, George's little brother, his little big brother. Can you believe that? Um, so thank you, George, for for uh for sharing your brother with us. And, uh, and having him come in, yeah. Um, you know, he, he's a redshirt freshman, but got a lot, got a lot in front of him. So we're really excited for you and, and the entire household. So thank you, man. Of thank course, you. of course. Proud of him.
Yep, I know you are. I know you As are. As he should be. And his energy is so good. And what a nice guy. Very, very good guy. Good guy. Uh, but let's go ahead and switch gears over to the NBA. Uh, the Washington, My Washington Wizards, Bradley Beal, has had a struggle of a season, but the struggles continue. Uh, reports are that the Orlando Police Department are investigating Bradley Beal for allegedly slapping a uh, a fan the fan uh was upset because the wizards helped blow a $1300 ticket for him ro how do you feel <laughs> um when <laughs> when when chris rock was talking about oj simpson <laughs> and he's like i wouldn't do it but i understand <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I just shake the shit out of her, which isn't right either, by the way. Uh, <laughs> shake her to the police show up. Hold on. I rem so listen, that's not nice. I I remember play I had a five leg parlay and the reason that the the last leg of that parlay, I was gonna go the other way, but I had somebody else convince me, no, I, it's gonna be an upset. I'm like, ain't no uh, okay. Well, I mean, listen, it I think I would have won, I don't know, it was 2,500 bucks I would have won, but I get it. I get it. George, he, he slapped a man. How do you feel? Man, people are getting bold with, like, talking about their losses to these NBA players. Bro, that <laughs> motherfucker doesn't give a shit about your ticket. Like, he deserves to get slapped. I'm going to be honest. Like, I, and I've thought about it as I've, uh, you know, started to sports bet more and progressively lose more and more money uh, <laughs> that you know i do get a little bit of rage but i'm never like let me tell him about it yeah right? well it'd yeah, be like in like right. kind of in person in person like Bro. oh my ticket's blown and, like and yeah, it's tough it's not you're not saying this to alex caruso or you know <laughs> what i mean you're saying this to bradley beal somebody who looks like they're about that action boss like <laughs> You're gonna get smacked. Don't whoa, 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 wait! You better put some respect on the redhead's name. Alex Caruso could do some damage. You. I'm not afraid of Alex Caruso. I will die when Alex Caruso. You know what Caruso. I mean? No. <laughs> I'm not afraid of him either. I'm not my I can't fight, and I would still be like, "Boy, you better get up off me. You better get up off Nate me." Nate Robinson, pickup game. you cost me money, bitch. Like <laughs> yeah, and also you, you think of think of the energy that takes and the effort that takes to go find somebody and to talk like to t like. Yeah. You, you don't have big a fish to fry, my guy. Yeah, a thousand percent. Uh, Four through ten in the Western Conference are separated by three and a half games, which means, Ro, you could go from having a home playoff series uh -huh. to being at home in the playoffs with one bad yep. week to end the season. Yep. Uh, it's absolutely crazy how tight yep. it is in the West. You know, we could talk briefly about your Lakers. You've talked about them falling out. Um, and I forget who's in the 11th spot right now. I'll pull it up for you. But, uh, but I mean, it's, 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 it's crazy in, in the NBA right now. Uh, so I've all, I, I've I've held steadfast that the Lakers are not going to make the play-in. The, the here's what's going on with the Western Conference. Everybody's like, oh, it's so interesting. No, it's not interesting. It is unstable because um, it like every team is night on, night off. Okay. Yeah. The Lakers, I think, won three in a row this past week, but that was an anomaly. Uh, it's just, uh, I, listen, I don't think they're going to make it. I think that it just speaks to how, I think the Eastern Conference is so much better than this Western Conference, mm. even with the teams they have, because you have practically super teams that can't get their shit together. It yeah. shouldn't rely on one person. You shouldn't be night on, night off, or you, you, you're, you're killing somebody. The fact that the Nuggets are first in, in the conference is, to me, shocking because i'm gonna tell you something if you combine the top five teams they can't beat the bucks together mm. uh, listen that's fair the 11th team was the mavericks by the way uh but i mean that's that's definitely fair i think the uh the top tier of the eastern conference is probably it's been i won't say it's better but it's definitely been more consistent it is better they yeah. are better yeah that's a I, Again, I, I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go back to the Bucks analogy, where if you have the Bucks winning 15 straight games without Giannis, that shows you the strength of that team. It's fair. The Celtics, though, they're becoming very Western Conference-ish, mm. where they're like up the, down. You, you up lose down. to the Nets and you lose to the Knicks. You're the Celtics. You shouldn't be losing lost, to either one of those lost teams. Lost to the Wizards last night, but uh, we won't. But you know uh, what I mean? Is they're very they're they're very Western. I got it though. 
I got it. We, we gave the coach what he wanted, right? We said you're finally the coach halfway through the season when he's halfway proved himself. <laughs> halfway proved himself. Bro, for real. Championships aren't won in December. That's that's it. Contracts uh, earned, I guess. The contracts then, definitely are. Sure. <laughs> ben Simmons is being shut down for the rest of the season by the Nets uh, to, to get some rest. Do you think we've seen the last of all-star caliber Ben Simmons? I'll go to you, Georgie. All-star caliber Ben Simmons? When he played at LSU? Like, bro. Hey, he was Not an all-star. He was an all-star. He was okay. an all-star. I mean, all right. All right. He I'll, wasn't, I'll he put was... some respect on his name. There you go. He's no, no Juan Dixon. He doesn't. Bro, he doesn't want to play. He doesn't want to play. Yeah. He, he flat out proved he doesn't want to play. I, I don't mind. Like, he could, you know, maybe go, like, shine in taiwan or whatever league dwight howard's playing in now like go be a one-two combo with him i i mean i'm just over it bro any I, ben anytime he's brought up I'm i am so disinterested in ben simmons the 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 shenanigans he pulled that he's pulled with brooklyn the shenanigans that he's pulled with the 76ers i am so this is see this is the pussifying of the fucking league when i think about players like him like i will not put him in the same sentence as an ac green okay Dang. so well ac green was a fourth stop it don't be smirch his name I, I, um, ac's my guy okay any, so, any man to live through the showtime lakers era and not drop them draws once you're a stronger man than 99.9% well, .9 of this free country. And he was actually a really big part of that. I mean, a really strong hold of that team. Anyways, yes. but Ben Simmons does nothing for anybody except complain and sit on the bench. So get just, I'm so, I don't, I don't care. Yeah. All right. Well, the Golden State Warriors are hopeful that Andrew Wiggins can return before the end of the season. Now, remember, we haven't talked about this on our show. I didn't even know about it until you sent over the show. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The reason that uh, young Andrew Wiggins has been out, he's been out for a family emergency, but I mean, the emergency has lasted a few months. And uh, said emergency is uh, his girl allegedly cheated on him. His children are allegedly not his. And the person she cheated on him with allegedly was his best friend. Ro, go ahead. I'll let you go. I can go so many directions with this. Hold <laughs> on, <laughs> I'm, 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 because I'm gonna be ballsy enough to post it because I said what I said and I did what I did. I did it because I did it. <laughs> All right, so I have fucked the best friend, okay? Mm. Um, I don't have no kids, but I know best friends though, okay? I, uh, you know, I think it's acceptable if you're in your early 20s or early 30s i don't know uh but you know it's something like that that psychologically can put you in a completely different place and if you are forcing yourself to play and not letting the team just figure it out on their own without you because they need to develop their own chemistry mm. that's what needs to be done now for his personal situation I mean, listen, um, you know, we're all human. Shit happens. I just need to see a picture of the, of the children's is. I hate you. Go ahead, George. What you got? This is a prime example of it ain't no fun if the homies can't have none. <laughs> gone wrong. Right? Yeah. So, you know, a tough situation. I, yeah, for it to be broadcasted the way it is, right? Like, I mean, there's, I'm sure this has happened before and people have, you know, kept it under better wraps. Oh, it happens all the time in the league. I uh, could give you plenty of stories, but I will <laughs> not on air. Right, right. So like, please do. I'm like, why, uh, why not? Like, <laughs> give me the deets. Um, yeah, no, man, I feel for him because he's a. Out of all the newcoming NBA stars, talk about like wholesome energy. I get from Andrew Wiggins, and he's been a stud everywhere he's been, and for his lady to do this. I, I mean, I don't know. Well, we uh, this is again, again, it's allegedly, it's alleged. You know what's still weirder to me? No, it's not alleged. If he's he's been at this long, you know what's even weirder <laughs> to me is um, <laughs> is LeBron sleep is LeBron's mom sleeping with his teammate. That's oh, still, that's yeah. still weirder to me. Oh, good lord, that's still Gloria, boy. Anyway, uh, I mean, for me, you know, it sucks because to your point, you know, you don't want someone to be so out of sorts uh george and i talked about out of sorts uh, last week yeah. but so out of sorts that 
I can't play. I like I'm not going to be any good for us right now yeah. because my mind is completely somewhere else. Um, I, I hope that everything works out. You know, we talk about the Golden State Warriors. They would not have won last Do year's championship. Do we know his best friend's name? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm trying to go on Instagram right now. You, you can, you can find pictures of the children. And yeah, it's a little, it's, it's, uh, yeah. And there aren't any great, like, oh, that's definitely his kid. Wait, so th that's his girlfriend, not his wife? Yes, it's his girlfriend. Okay. It's not okay, his wife. Okay. I don't know if it's fiance or whatnot. Um, but in other news, Kevin Durant returns tonight for the Suns in a big game versus the reemerging uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, I have a question for both of you guys. What do you think Kevin Durant's legacy is after he's done playing as, right, as of right now? Me first? Yes, ma'am. I think it depends on who you listen to last. If you listen to Charles Barkley, who's never won a ring, and who wants to completely shit on KD, who's one of the best to ever play the game, you're going to you're gonna take away that he is an inconsistent uh, non-team player. I think Kevin Durant's legacy is he's one of the greats that could have been so much greater if he – if if he just shut out all the noise in his head, yes, there are injuries. We they all deal with injuries. I think his legacy is gonna be, man. Can you imagine if? Mm. Um, and that sucks because, I I mean, the one thing you can't you can say about Charles Barkley is he did give it his all. He still didn't get no ring though. Yeah. Right. Yeah. George George, what about you? What's Kevin Durant's legacy? It's. Uh, I'm glad you hit, it, you hit it perfectly. It's the biggest what if as of right now. Um, but for me, the the biggest legacy play that he ever made, um, and I know it's never really fully up to them, but I know they have a they they have a firm uh, grasp of where they want to land. And I'm talking about when he left OKC. Okay. When I'm when I watch them and how close they were, I mean, like they were in the NBA they were in the finals, finals, yeah, yeah, right, with that young core, and to see it all dismantle and them all go do their own things, that just adds to the whole other what if. But for me, man, there's like the the greatness of staying with a one organization and being that linchpin. Um, I'll, I'll say Paul Pierce, right? That that just staple type player who later in his career he did his little journeyman move but you can definitely tell he made an effort at a location um i think it bred the breed of nba players that we see today i don't think um or i i wonder if Kawhi leonard would have had the the same type of career had kd stayed because i would say Kawhi leonard has done the same exact type of path where it's like i'm just gonna go to where they need i can win now yeah and um you know if you don't win now it don't count. You're what if, right? Yeah. Kawhi can still win now with the Clippers, and I would put Kawhi ahead of KD and an all-time greatest players. N now, interesting. Oh, really? It, that, that's hey, it's it's that's a fair argument. Well, be, and the reason I would argue for it is because he's done it as the marquee guy each time. He did it in he did it in San Antonio. Then he went to he went to Toronto and dragged his leg down the floor for for a few games and won it there. If he did it in, if he did it for the Clippers, so that's two franchises that never won and brought them championships. I think the fatal flaw for yep. KD was going to Brooklyn, and I was so mm. excited. I was so excited about him going to Brooklyn. I think it ended up being his Achilles heel. Good point. Um, and if he went to a t a better team that wasn't so even like inclusive, right? Mm. And that is that, uh, you know, uh, the Brooklyn Nets ownership. With Josiah is so is notorious actually for not fostering people as people, but we are here to win games to make money, and you and and Kyrie the same thing. But I think more so for Katie, his fatal flaw was going to Brooklyn. If he went to a better team, uh, a, a team that actually fostered him, that built around him, uh, we this we wouldn't be having this conversation. Mm. Uh, I think uh, Kevin Durant's legacy for me, outside of you know ashy ankles and uh, and, and and losing his hair because he didn't comb it. Twitter burner accounts. Um, Twitter burner accounts. Uh, you know, one of the all-time greatest scores, a unicorn before there was a unicorn That's in terms right. of um, you know what he can do both uh, 
you know, dribble penetration as well as mid-range three And clutch points. shots to win games. Clutch shots. Um, I mean, he's going to go down and is an all-time great. But to both your point, the what if, um, you know, to George's point, what if he would have made it work in OKC? How great could that have been? I think that his greatness gets... It gets some. It loses some luster just because of the movement and um, and then you know the the sensitive thin skin. I think that that is also a part of his legacy. I hundred percent. Oh yeah. Um, I I want to lead this next segment if possible. Okay. Um, because it was leaked yesterday, the legacy, twenty twenty three basketball Hall of Fame class, and I just want to know what your guys like favorite moments of some of these uh, candidates are. So we'll start. Uh, we'll start with you, Josh. Dwayne Wade, favorite Dwayne Wade moment. My favorite Dwayne Wade moment all time: dunking on Anderson Barajal, making that man do a backflip into the stands, and then telling everybody, "That's how you do it," because LeBron James had just gotten blocked on his dunk attempt on somebody on the other end. So that, to me, is my favorite Dwayne Wade moment. Sick. That's a good one. That's a Ro. sick moment. Uh, my favorite D Wade moment is the in the 2006 Finals versus the Pistons, the circus throw. Okay, okay, all right. That's Where good. he made it, he went into, but and he also fell back in the stands to win the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my favorite D Wade moment. Okay, okay, okay. Next one on the list. Uh, oh, one of my faves, Dirk Nowitzki. We'll start with you this time, Ro. Surpassing John Stockton for the most games in 2019. That was your favorite Dirk moment. Yeah. Again, I I don't want I didn't want to have ex like just plays, but for me because we are talking legacy and Hall of Fame for John Stockton. Growing up, I wasn't a Utah Jazz fan, but John Stockton was a, was always in the basketball conversation in my household. So when he surpassed him for more games in 2019, that was a big moment for me. Love it. And what about you, Josh? What's your favorite Dirk Nowitzki moment? My favorite Dirk moment has to be the stutter goal on Chris Bosh in the 2011 NBA championship to win the game. Remember, the the uh, the Mavs were down 0-1. They win that game, tie the series, and then they win four, They win three more games in a row, win the series 4-1. to one. So that's my favorite Dirk moment. I'm going to hit you with my favorite Dirk moment because I love this man. The big – I call. I used to call him when I watched him on TV, the German Luga. <laughs> like, because he, he would just like, you know, he looks so rugged and tough and – you know, when I found out he was European and everything, I loved it. But the one thing that sticks out to me is everybody knows a post-fade when they talk about Dirk Nowitzki. Yes. Like, very few people, I mean, you, you think about shots, right? Individual shots. Yes. They are like, you need to watch some of that film because he always created separation with his long, lengthy body. He kind of gave the, the path to... KD, I yes, feel, yes. as far as like how to use that length effectively. I never even thought about that, but that's, you are, you are spot on. Mm -hmm. um, next uh, little leak, though. What's your favorite uh, Pau Gasol moment, Josh? Honestly, for me, my favorite Pau Gasol moment is a little bit of a low light for him, and that's Blake Griffin jumping on this man's back and dunking all over him. <laughs> oh my so yeah, I, Donkey Kong did that to him. I apologize. I apologize to Roe for that. But yeah, when I think Pal, that it, the, the look on his face where he's like, and Blake is like up here. <laughs> That's still my favorite uh, Pal Gasol moment all time. That's your favorite Pal Gasol moment. I apologize. Roe, what's your favorite Pal Gasol moment? It's um, not an insult. Watching, watching Pal uh, while his jersey was retired right next to Kobe's. I Kobe Bryant is my all-time favorite bath. I'm getting chills. Um, it, watching that moment as a culmination of everything that he's ever done playing. If we're going to talk about a moment on the court, it's when he almost got into a fist fight with Kobe. And it was during the, I want to say, the 2003 semifinals. Mm. Love it. Love it. Love it. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of watching him and his brother when they would play in the USA basketball championships. Or, oh, was, yeah, was well, it the Olympics? FIBA, right? FIBA, the FIBA, Olympics. They would play, yeah, 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 but then they would go out in the Olympics. I think as far as like brother bigs, I don't think it gets any better than him and his bro. No, no. I think, I think that's the list. I think oh. that's definitely the yeah, list. Yeah, the answer to Kupo's got a long way. Um, <laughs> so the next uh, leak that we had, 
you know, a big influence in the basketball community. Coach Popovich, Ro, what did Coach Popovich mean to you? Coach Popovich had this one quote. So I'm going to make this moment a quote. Um, and I actually, I, I, I wanted to get it right to do him justice because I live with this. And he said the measure of who we are is how we react to something that doesn't go our way. And if you, if you look at the teams that he's taken and worked with and he's grown and fostered, it, they've, even if you weren't a fan of Pop or his teams, yeah. you were rooting for everything that they've had to overcome. And I just live by that mentality. So my moment is, and I, love, I live for every interview. I live for every fucking interview, but that is my favorite moment. Is that mindset that he's attributed to the game? Josh, what's your favorite moment? My my favorite Greg Popovich coach pop moment is any interview in game that he's ever had. <laughs> and and we can we can go to the video footage. He is he is the Bill Belichick with a with a smile uh, of the NBA. For sure, for me. Oh yeah, but I was gonna say that too. That's so funny. I swear, I'm like, I swear to God. We think the same. Yeah, uh, for me, man. Oh, such a huge influence. You were a basketball coach, so it's, you, you like talk about just some of the the basic principles of what a great leader is. Team dinners, okay? Yes. Like his, I, I remember hearing all these stories about how he would, you know, break bread with his team everywhere he went. It was like a big linchpin to why some of those teams were as close as they were and as successful as they were. And I'll never forget that. Like he's beyond a basketball coach, just understands people. Thousand percent. Yeah. Um, but Becky Hammond right underneath him, um, she's getting a nod. What's your favorite Becky Hammond moment? Ro? I just got, I just got chills. Um, being named the first woman to serve as an assistant coach on a men's team. Like I'm just, I'm dying right now. That is, is so powerful okay and under pop to think of that the first assistant coach to coach a men's team um she is a white woman she and and so she crosses gender lines uh color lines any any perceived stereotype she's broken she's, through she's she's uh she's uh, she's a gay she's a gay woman as well I, I, yes, yeah. I, I didn't even think about that, but yes. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, just in terms of what what she means. But what can be a more defining moment? In my mind, I'm like, what could be a more defining moment than that happening to you? Yeah. That means you played the game at its, its, at its best, and you have that basketball acumen to, to a point to where you are trusted enough because let's just be open about it. Women's basketball is starting to be taken seriously, kind of, mm. okay? That's going to be changing. I mean, listen, the Aces are, have taken this town a long way from it, but if you think about the mentality that she's had to kind of like... That Overcome, she, yeah. 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 So how, what, what more, what could be a more defining moment for a female basketball player to know the game and to play the game so well that she is named the first assistant coach of a men's team. Mm. Uh, Josh, what's your favorite Becky Hammond moment? My, my favorite Becky Hammond moment, uh, I was an intern at the NBA office and uh, watching her when she was on the New York Liberty set the city on fire. Uh, the Liberty uh, were, were making a playoff run that year. And, um, you know, and then having the All-Star Weekend and, and in Connecticut that year and all of those things. Um, just just how, how the passion that she played the game with and, um, and what she did for the city of New York. And then, you know, she went on and now what she's done for the city of Las Vegas. So that's, that's mm -hmm. my biggest moment for me. And my favorite moment is having to put up a Greg Popovich because he probably saw him at some pretty bad times. I, yeah. And it probably formed, you, formed her into what she is today. Yeah, I was going to say, I think he was probably her biggest supporter quietly, right? Yeah. Oh, a thousand percent. A yep. thousand percent. Um, so a lot of foreigner players mm. in, in there. So one other foreign, foreigner player that uh, I want to know. How did you, or what was your favorite moment, Josh, uh, from Tony Parker? I love this because this is a very clear thing to me. Yeah, okay. My, my favorite uh, Tony Parker moment um, is when he dueled with uh, Chauncey Billups oh, no. in the 2005 NBA Finals. And that's when I honestly put him 
in the top tier of uh, of point guards in the NBA at the time. That was that for me. That was uh, to that point. People would hate on Tony Parker, but when when they did that, it was like it's undeniable. Okay, I completely disagree with the last part of that of that analysis. Um, my favorite moment moments were the 2004 semifinals against the Los Angeles Lakers games one and two. He was 20 years old facing off against Gary Payton, one of the hardest guards ever to play the game. He scored uh, 20 points game one on Payton and he scored 30 points game two. That is my favorite Tony Parker moment. And that's when I think he not only became legitimate, but now you have no choice but to see him as a force going up against Gary Payton like that and, and scoring like that on him at 20 years old. Gary Payton was, I believe, 30 fucking four at the time. Yeah, yeah. But, but it still was Gary Payton. But it was Gary Payton. Still Gary Payton, for sure, for sure. I have a funny little <laughs> Tony Parker memory. When I went to uh, Cabo San Lucas, we went on a family vacation. And it was uh, right after, it was like July, right? So like they're in off season. Season's all just ending. And I got to see him in Eva Longoria walking in the mall. And when I tell you it gave me hope, Josh, like I was like, man, he's not that tall. And she's the hottest girl I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and then my dad was like, yeah, no, that's Tony Parker. I'm like, oh, that's going to be me one day. There it is. Yeah, that's my favorite moment. Uh, I saw I him walking when I was like probably nine years old okay yeah i love it i love it <laughs> that's a fountain of help i mean what's really um, all right well thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the american fan 365 please make sure to like share and subscribe to the channel uh as well as all of our other uh social media platforms from josh williams front row and george in the back facts we Georgie. just want we just want to thank you guys and uh, see you next time Fan, short for fanatic, is the one who's screaming their lungs out in sub-zero degree temperatures, still believing when the chips are down and never, ever giving up on their teams or their players. From the closest seat to the worst one, we want to meet you all. This is the American Fan.